Good morning, everyone. It is great to see you here for another edition of Power Hour. I hope everybody's doing really great this Thursday morning. It is so nice to see you. And let us know where uh, you all are tuning in from. We would love to see you and shout you out and know where you're catching this live. We are broadcasting now to LinkedIn and Facebook and YouTube too, so you can find your Power Hour and get your Power Hour fix wherever you like to do social media. So good morning, everybody. We're so glad to have you with us. Um, as always, I've got my co-hosts here, Dan and Aaron, and today we have Doreen. Um, good. I also wanted to mention Matt is not able to be here today, and we did want to mention that we're so, um, <clears throat> there's a lot going on in the U.S. right now, including the extreme flooding happening on the East Coast. And, uh, you know, our hearts really go out to everybody out there struggling with their families and, uh, and, and their homes. It's just absolutely terrible what the storm is doing. So Aaron and I were just talking about it earlier this morning. Yeah, it's really sad. I, um, so that's why Matt's not here, right? Because he's in the Northeast. Dan is as well. But I guess, Dan, you weren't hit as hard. I got super lucky. So yeah. Matt sent us photos last night of like a street over with cars completely underwater. Um, so he's in Pennsylvania. I'm in New Jersey. And then New York got like the, Aaron, you were saying it was like the like record flooding, right? Yeah. So I'm smack in the middle of it. I honestly do not know how we got through that okay. Yeah, it's insane. I did not know how widespread it was. Like when Matt was messaging us, I don't know why. I just thought it was like in his area. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I was at the gym this morning and they had the news on one of the monitors. And as I was working out, I was just like, I stopped, you know, I was like, what is yeah. happening? And immediately checked in on my family in New York. Most of them are on Long Island um, and like team that I have on the East Coast. And, you know, um, I mean, and the Gulf Coast people too, I mean, they bore the brunt, right? The hurricane, like Ida hit the Gulf Coast and they, you know, Louisiana, I mean, so many areas down there, um, it's, it's this disaster area. And then as the hurricane made its way, obviously downgraded to a tropical storm, but then um, seeing the coverage this morning about like New York and the sub subway system is shut down. There were buses submerged, you know, there was someone walking their bike and like the water was like almost to his waist, you know, um, through Queens, the city. I mean, it's just insane. So, um, yeah, so we're hoping that, so that's what Matt's doing right now. He's cleaning out his house and figuring out how to move forward, how to best move forward. And so just, you know, if any of you guys, <laughs> watching have you know have been impacted uh obviously if you've been severely impacted you probably don't have power right now but um or if you know mm -hmm. of others um just let us know our hearts go out to you guys and whatever we can do to help as as I, as the news was saying it's the first time new york has been hit with this amount of disastrous flooding so i'm sure everyone's just like how do we how do we go for, what do we do from here kind of like when austin right. was hit with the the snowstorm earlier in the year we're not equipped for that you know and so like how do you move forward new york's not equipped for flooding you know so um, anyway, we just wanted to mention it and know that, you know, we're thinking of everybody going through that right now, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, um, I lived in New York for a, a short time, but if there's any group of people in general, I know that I have a unique ability to really band together and figure things out come what may, um, it's certainly those folks too, but I know it obviously affects so many more than that. So our hearts really go out to everybody out there. And, um, you know, if, if you're out there, if you're able to, uh, you know, join us or connect with anybody here in the chat, you know, know that, you know, we're here to support you. And, and of course, um, feel free to reach out and, and connect, you know, we're, 
we're all human and we're all going through challenges and, and different challenges, but it's so important to stay connected with your network, especially during those hard times. So, you know, anything we can do, please let us know. Yeah, and I so, see Steve um, said that his family in Kentucky, and they were drenched by this storm. So Steve, we're hoping that your family is doing well, okay, too. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Send Matt a note too, say hi and uh, and send him your, your love. He's um, he's cleaning out his office as we speak, so. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, um, well, on that note, uh, you know, when, when challenges like this arise, it's actually a really, uh, you know, it's kind of key to the conversation we're about to have today about great leadership, because, you know, if we've, as we've seen these different natural disasters over the years, what can make or break the way that society can move forward is having great leadership during those very treacherous times. So today uh, we have Doreen Benamara with us, and she's somebody I respect incredibly. I love watching her live and for so many many reasons. She, she, she helps high achievers and women and men really step into their power as leaders and understand what that looks like. So whether you've seen Doreen here on LinkedIn or you've seen her live at an event or speaking internationally, you know that she is an incredible resource for people who really want to understand how they can be a better leader and then put that into action. Um, so we're really excited to have her with us today. As you guys know, I'm Claire Davis. I run Traction Resume. I help sales leaders get jobs and make more money with uh, finding jobs they love with professional branding and interview prep. And Dan and Aaron, if you guys want to introduce yourselves and then we'll get started. Yeah. Sure. I, I also want to say uh, Doreen is a badass rock star because she yep. literally <laughs> stepped off the plane, you guys. Like, she's, like, she's been traveling since last night, if not before, like messaging us. Like, I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to make it. Like, I just got on my flight. Connections, like all this stuff. And she's here. Honestly, I don't know if I would have done it. I would have been like, you know what, guys? When's your next slot you have open? <laughs> so, I just want to like, oh my gosh, amazing. Um, so yeah, so I'm Erin, I run Muscle Creative, and um, I, I help uh, small businesses um, con con conversate, have a conversation um, with their audience to turn them into heart-eyed customers. So it's all about conversational copywriting and connection um, to grow your, your audience that way. So um, good morning, Dan, how are you? I am great. Um, I did have to go check my basement last night, but I was okay. And my yard was flooded, but I have two sump pumps and they kept up with everything. So very fortunate. Um, but good morning, everyone. I'm Dan. Uh, I am a LinkedIn coach, and I help you build your business on LinkedIn through courses, boot camps, and free resources. Um, so Claire, I, you know, let's let's just jump straight into it. If you would uh, introduce Darren for us. Of course. So um, Doreen, I think the first time that I saw you was when you were speaking live, and you were telling, uh, you were sharing with your audience why why and how um, being um, interrupted can really stop us dead in our tracks when it comes to moving forward. And it's not necessarily because we're not able to only able to share what we need to share, but it's because we really need to address it. And I think what I really love about the way that you teach is that you don't just stop at theory but you give people real actionable things that they can try every single day and right then and there to move them forward through even those smallish feeling situations like mansplaining, uh, yeah. being interrupted, um, other people taking uh, credit 
when you've actually done the work. And so, you know, I think those types of situations are universal ones. Mm -hmm. And I love the way that you explain and you also give people ways to move forward powerfully through those places. So we're super excited to have you here today, even fresh off a plane. We're so <laughs> grateful. And uh, so I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, how you got started doing what you're doing. And then let's jump into leadership and, and why you do what you love. So thank you so much to the Power Howard team for having me today. When I received the invitation from Claire, I was like, yes, let's do it. The travel <laughs> wasn't planned at that time, but that's okay. We're here, and there is always a way to make it happen. Uh, so I, I, I practice what I preach. See, here you are, concrete example. <laughs> um, so my name is Karen Benamara. I'm the founder and CEO of The Smart Woman, and I help a high achieving woman to position themselves as a, a, a leadership uh, as a leader, as a leadership authority in the industry through networking and personal branding. So the why behind is very interesting. I am myself a high achiever, right? And uh, I was working in corporate and I, I was so sure of my, my skills and you know my strengths. I was a smart woman, I'm a smart woman. So there is nothing basically that could stop me, right? Mm -hmm. So you go, you go, you go, you do, you do, you do, and, and one day, you hit the wall and you don't understand what's happening and it hurts so bad right uh, nonetheless i was able to uh, to build an international career a very successful career by the age of 30 uh, i was hired by one of the advisors to uh, barack obama and so uh, i got to learn uh, firsthand from uh, the, the, the the big the big people in this world being in mm -hmm. politics or in business but the thing is, for one year, I was the only one. I was the youngest person in the room and I was the only woman in the room. Mm -hmm. And so on one side, as I said, I learned so, so much from this experience, working with presidents, ministers, businessmen, and we talked about billionaires. But on the other side, I was like, okay, th there is a missing piece here. I shouldn't be the only one, right? Mm -hmm. So rich of all this experience, I decided to uh, quit. It was time for me to quit and to start my business, my own business, The Smart Woman. So I could focus on training and coaching uh, women on building the soft skills, you know, uh, understanding the politics of promotion, you know, navigating the way to the top. Uh, so we could bring up more women to the top, more women leaders. So this is the why in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's like once you get to a certain part, you know, it's like, don't just keep looking forward for yourself, but look back and pull others up uh, with you. So I love, I love that, that mission. And, and, and that was my, my, my goal. Actually, I had reached my, my, my top goal, my career goal, right? Which was to, to work at a higher level of business and politics. And so once you reach a goal, you're like, okay, so what do I do now? Do I maintain myself there? Okay, but you know, I, I felt like I could have a greater impact by um, helping other women, uh, like getting into a high level leadership uh, roles. What do you see as like the, the main blocker? Like when women come to you, what, you know, what do you see? Like what's the kind of some of the most common things of like what's holding them back uh, into growing into where they want to be? So there are a couple of things, but first let me tell you that I have worked and lived 
with uh, in ten different countries. So I worked with women. My, my my corporate career initially was to design programs for international organizations or business organizations to ensure that they will address the needs, uh, the training needs of the women leaders or the women entrepreneurs. And what I realized is, uh, no matter what country I was in, no matter the, the the language, the culture, the religion, we women we face the same challenges, the same barriers mm. at different levels, of course, but we do face the same challenges. And I was like, that's interesting, right? So it, it, it first it tells us that it goes beyond, you know, just, you know, uh, living in a society that is like this or like that. Like that's something that we share as women. So it's really rooted deep inside of us, right? Mm. And uh, so th there are a couple of things, the most common one being, um, and not promoting yourself mm -hmm. so self-promotion self-promotion is the one that's why i focus a lot on this because you know we were raised most of us not all of us but most of us we were raised uh, uh in a way and being told you know to be polite to be quiet you know uh, don't make yourself seen uh, and all of this so when we become adults and that we have ambitions professional ambitions we carry on you know those things and unfortunately it doesn't help us the second thing is the misconception that work hard is the solution again when we we we, we are in school we go to university uh, the, the the principle is to work hard so you get good grades, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then we repeat actually uh, the same pattern when we are in the workplace. We work hard because if we work hard, we will get great results. So we will get good grades, being we will have access and be promoted to leadership roles. When actually, and it's well documented, uh, 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 people are uh, promoted uh, uh, to leadership roles or are perceived as great leaders in the industry based on their potential and on their impact and not on their results, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the third one, just to, to, to make it short and uh, to keep it short and, cons and uh, concise, it's really um, imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. More than 80% of women who are in leadership roles still feel like they are an imposter. And this is something that we carry on from uh, the, 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 the lowest level of, of the, you know, the corporate world and climbing up the ladder. So when you combine all of this, it's not a lack of self-confidence. Like, it sounds cliche, but we do have self-confidence. It's just mm -hmm. a matter to, to, to know how to express it, right? Because we don't want to cross, we don't want to come across as bossy, sometimes as bitchy and so we, we we hold we hold ourselves back in so many ways and maybe the last one that i would add is a self-awareness uh, mm -hmm. it's hard to uh, build self-confidence and you know out of something that we are not fully aware of and with my clients that's the the the, the first pillar that we work on is self-awareness because mm -hmm. even though they are like high achievers or they have like they have a great like they have achieved uh, experienced great success in their career still they are not fully self-aware of their potential and the value that they bring to the table so i would say those four things are the most common one okay. oh my gosh you know the first thing that something that hits really hits home with what you just shared is talking about how 80 percent or more of, of people experience this imposter syndrome 
And would you say that this is, you're saying this is specific to women or people in general? So men and women experience uh, imposter, imposter syndrome. This is not specific to women, but women are disproportionately affected by imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I, I have to say that in working with, so I work with senior leaders uh, in sales to help them move forward through their career. And it's interesting, this conversation that must happen when it comes to self-promotion, working on your professional branding, you know, there is a bit, uh, we joke that, you know, you have to be able to brag about yourself, but mm -hmm. not in a haughty way. It's really just encouraging people to own the value that they bring to the table. And what's f so interesting to me is that across levels from people who are entry level all the way up to C level. And, you know, I don't know if I could say in my experience, if it's more with women or men, but I would say that the imposter syndrome is pervasive. It's mm -hmm. absolutely a common, it's a universal when it comes to expanding on the value we bring. People are nervous, one, to take all the credit, and then two, to tell other people about it. They sort of feel like, well, I get this question a lot. Well, Claire, I was working on a team, so can I really take credit for what we did as a team? And of course, my answer is absolutely, and you should, and you are always a part of a team in some way. Even right now, we're all solopreneurs, right? We're all working for ourselves, right? But we are part of a team. It includes our community. It includes whoever works with or for us. It includes people in our network. There is a team to everything we do. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting from, it's interesting what you're saying because it is truly also, it truly also affects all levels of people. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I don't know if I expected that when I went into this business, you know, I always thought, okay, if somebody had reached that C level, they've got it dialed, they have got it figured out, they're not going to be nervous in a boardroom, they can present <laughs> to those angel investors without a problem, but really it's a, it's a commonality. Yes, 100%, 100%. And, and what you're saying is, is, is very true, like it's universal. Um, even when it comes to, to, I mean, we can talk about it later on, you know, but uh, to network effectively, having access to uh, leaders in your industry, like it affects everyone. But I focus on women because this is my passion and mm -hmm. it's well documented again that uh, most of the time women are disproportionately affected by uh, the, the, the kind of feelings, you know, and, 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 and situation that hold us back from, from climbing the ladder. So, Darian, I know you said one of the first things that you said was uh, that you have to be able to promote yourself. And I know that that is something that is difficult to do. Right. As Claire said, like it, it's 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 almost weird to talk about yourself and like be like, look how awesome I am. Look at, you know, yeah. look at all my accomplishments and stuff. So it's like what, what's your advice to to people? Like, how can you promote yourself? How can you feel comfortable doing it? Of course, and that's a that's that's a great question, actually. Actually, thank you, Dan, because this is a big misconception that people have when it comes to self promotion. That it's all about me, me, me. Hey, look at me! Look how good I am! You know, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not at all about it. You know, self promotion. I mean, I will link it a little bit to a personal branding is and and positioning. Right? It's about positioning yourself from a place of service. How? Do you use your expertise, your experience, you know, your gift, your talent to uh, serve others, being B2C, B2B, be at the organizational level? How do you transform 
you know, the, the, the lives of the people you work with using your talent, your gift. And self-promotion is, 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 it's not like something solo. It's from a place of service on one, on one hand, but on the other hand, it's also about, you know, promoting the team. You were, you were mentioning that clear. As part of a team, we did this, we did that. And so the more yourself, you put yourself up front to promote your team, actually, the more you are showcasing your leadership skills, right? Because when you are a leader, it's about pushing others. It's about elevating others. So if you feel uncomfortable at the beginning, and that's something that is way much uh, easier to do, is to start by promoting uh, the, the, your achievement as part of a team right but then you also have you know to 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 lead your your path and so again you position yourself from a place of service so when you position yourself from a place of service it's not about you but it's about how you use your gift your experience to help others yeah absolutely yeah you know it's funny <laughs> you know it's funny too doreen is that sometimes even though it's just me i'll say we isn't that weird? Like I'll, you know, like on my podcast, it's just me. Like, I mean, my husband does help with the engineering, like the back end stuff, but like, as far as the content goes and the interviews and me actually booking the guests and talking to the guests and everything, it's me, myself and I. Right. And so, uh, but then I've caught myself where I'm like, Oh, so, you know, two weeks ago when we spoke with, and I'm like, who's this we? <laughs> like, <it's> me. <laughs> you know? But I, I find myself falling into that trap of like, not putting myself out there. And it's like, oh, well, it's a we, but it's, it's not. And so yeah. in, my husband, like Joey, he's pointed it out. He's like, say I, <laughs> like, <it's> not, <laughs> you are accomplishing this. You're the one building this. It's I, you know? And I'm like, right, right. You know? So, um, I don't know. It's like, it's just one of those things that I think it's subconsciously in some of us, you know, uh, that we automatically revert to we, you know, instead of putting ourselves out there. <laughs> I feel like that's something that like we do as solopreneurs too, because like, at least for me, from my perspective, right? Like um, I have me and then my business. So like, I try, like, I, I kind of position that as like, you know, like we as the business and I do have someone who helps me out part time, but like, it literally is just me and I like, right. I'll do that all the time. I'll say we and us and you know, stuff like that. So and I've been Christy says, Christy's like in the comments, like I've done this too. So yep. like, yeah, I think Dan, to your point. <laughs> all of us, all of us. I mean, yeah. I do it too. Listen, I, I do it too. Like I would say we, and like, this is just me, myself and I again, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that sounds like a real power team though. Right. Yeah, see? <laughs> and Gabriel says, it's the royal we. Exactly. Right. <laughs> well, I remember, you know, especially when I, when I first started, first went into business for myself, you know, I was terrified to market it because it was, I mean, it was a small operation. I was writing resumes at my kitchen table, which I still do edit my resumes at the kitchen table. But, you know, I wanted to sound bigger and it was almost a, like a confidence thing, right? I was like, okay, we, it's this team. But then I realized that honestly, for the people that I work with, the benefit is that instead I have more of like a concierge style of service. So it's, it is a one-to-one. -one. And I think that, you know, when I look for a coach or if I look for a mentor, I don't want to work with their team. I want to work with them. So really I feel like I, 
I ended up changing that and, and started gravitating more toward people who I could really get to know and, and trust, right? And and know that I'd be work know exactly who I'd be working with. So so I feel like from it's flipped for me a little bit where I started with the we and now I'm like, no, 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 it's just me. And like, yes, you know, it's it's you and I developing the relationship. But it's also about building your, your know, like, and trust factor, right? Mm -hmm. uh, people need to know, like, and trust you in order to start working with you, or to hire you uh, as a coach, or to hire you as an employee, or to promote you, right? So it, the, the we is very important, don't get me wrong. But if you keep, like, uh, ignoring the I, the me, myself, and I, then uh, it's, it's hard to build that bond with people that know, like, and trust factor where they know that, okay, if I sign up, I will be working with her, with him. Mm -hmm. um, she will uh, dedicate some time to me, you know, and when we're looking for clients, the clients, uh, uh, they want to feel they want to feel like they matters, right? They want to feel important. And, mm -hmm. and the best way to uh, show them that they are important to us is to make them understand that I will focus my time on helping you. I will be there with you. I will be by your side. So the I is very much important in order to build that no like and trust factor. And again, to position yourself because positioning is really uh, the key when it comes to uh, growing your business, climbing the ladder, uh, no matter what it is. It, it's in, you have to think about it this way. You want to make it, you want to make it easy as much easy as possible for people to understand what they can get from you, right? Mm -hmm. If you keep seeing we as like, it, it dilutes a little bit, you know, the work that you do and, 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 and the results that you can get. That's a great point. Um, yeah. Sonal is here with us this morning too. She says, hey, I think women should acknowledge imposter syndrome and talk about it more. I completely agree. And you know, Doreen, I'd never thought about it like that before, but the we can be diluting of mm -hmm. our, you know, mm -hmm. impact that we have and as individuals. It's, it's losing the transparency, right? So if we're mm -hmm. saying we, and like, as if we have this whole <laughs> team behind us and we don't yet, or we maybe we don't ever want that, you know, then it's like, it's, it's, it's basing that no like and trust factor on something that's not completely transparent and real. And that gets really mm -hmm. messy and muddy as you move forward with that. And so during like when, so when people come to you for help, like how do you help that? How do you get them to own their own voice and take credit for things? And, and just like, um, you know, if a seat at the table is not being offered, which most of the time guys, it's not like someone's going to be like, Hey, come on over, you know, it's like, you've got to like, you know, got to get yourself, shimmy yourself in there. Um, how do you help people do that? Like what steps do they take at first? Um, so I think before I get into this, it's important for all of us and, and, and women in particular to understand that there is a difference between being humble mm -hmm. and downsizing your achievements. Mm. Um, oftentimes we will use the we again and we say, oh, the team or, you know, whatever the situation is, because we want to be humble. Uh, but downsizing, like there is no place when you want to uh, get into leadership, senior leadership level, there is no, you can be humble, but it doesn't mean that you have to downsize your achievements, right? So the first thing that I work uh, with, with with my clients on, as I said earlier, is self-awareness. And so mm -hmm. I, I, I push, you know, I push them out of their comfort zone. I push them to reflect 
on their achievements. And one of the first exercises that we do is what I, I, I call a grack sheet. The, the first okay. step is really for them to write down all the achievements that they have, um, they have achieved, uh, that they have completed like at work and outside of work. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes my clients, they come back with a short list. <laughs> Very short uh-huh. list. <clears throat> and, and then so I push them, you know, to think outside of the box, to think about a decision they, they made, to think about like different things. And, there, and most of the time it's like, oh, that's true. But I didn't see it as an achievement. Oh, but I couldn't, like for me it was common sense, but no, actually yeah. we accomplish, accomplish so much more like in a day, in a week, in a month, at work, outside of work, that we don't realize it. So then when it comes to promoting yourself, when it comes to showcasing your value, it's hard to do it because you're not even aware of all the great things that you have achieved and that have helped you become the person, the professional that you are today, and that, you know, helped you build the skills that you need in order to have access and be promoted to uh, senior leadership roles. So that's really the first things that we do. And then through a framework and all of this, uh, finally people, they find themselves with pages and pages of <laughs> uh, achievements, accomplishments, and they, and it boosts your self-confidence, right? As I said, mm-hmm. you cannot like be confident about things that you are not aware of. So that's really yeah. the first step. And from there, that and that's the beauty, and that's what I love about the work that I do. It's like it unlock, it unleash, some, it unlocks something, it unleashes the potential from within, and yeah. then you know, it's just a matter of strategizing, positioning, and, and we do we do the, the, all the rest of the work. <laughs> the, the base is really this. Because I can provide you the best tools, the best resources, the best strategy. I can do that. But it won't work until you have that master. You realize that you are a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up, too, because I think that we do we do ourselves a disservice on multiple levels and you brought it up there, the, the confidence thing, right? Like if you if you try to, the difference between being humble and and downgrading yourself is if you start to downgrade yourself and you're like, well, what did I actually accomplish? And then you're, you're now doing like negative harm to your mentality. And then you think that you're not worth that promotion. You think that you're not worth taking the step to start your own business. You think that you're not worth that client that you want to sign. And like you're that that's going to like that hurts you so much more, and it's it's just incredible. So I think that taking the time to sit down and, and realize, and even if you don't share it with anyone, just share it with yourself. But write it down and be like, these are the things that I accomplished. This is the stuff that I'm proud of. These are the things that that I like. That that's validating yourself, and that's that's going to help you get the confidence that you need to be able to accomplish your goals. So I'm so mm-hmm. glad you brought that up. Exactly. I'm- Oh, sorry. Uh, but just to, to add a little bit of practicality to this, uh, once you start writing, uh, update your, your your brag list every two weeks and like keep it close to you. So when self-imposters, when imposter syndrome uh, kicks in, you know, knocks on the door, <laughs> you go back to your list, you read it and you remind yourself how good you are so you can kick him out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a great point. I love that. Um, someone someone encouraged me to do that a few years ago, and they said, when you <clears throat> start feeling like, I don't know if anybody would want to work with me, why would they ever listen to me? They said, 
write down some of your client wins on a post-it note and put them around your house, put them on your mirror, put them in your car. And so when you have those inevitable low points, which let's face it, whether you're looking for a job, especially in the tumultuous market that is today, or you've got your own business, being able to bolster your confidence by remembering why you really do impact others and how it's made a difference for them keeps you afloat. You know, it helps you remember why you're in this business in the first place. I had um, one thing you mentioned earlier, Doreen, which I really liked was not only focusing on the achievements that you have done at work, but also in your personal life, which I think people underestimate all the time. In fact, the other day I was working with a physician and she has an incredible internal medicine practice and patients who absolutely love her and have great outcomes. but. You know, she was really struggling with ways to position herself, and it, you know, outside of just being a terrific provider. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking, and she mentioned that every year her friends go on this awesome summer camping trip, and they go to this specific lake. But she runs point on everything, and the reason is she has this unique ability to, you know plan all of the cabins and who's going to stay where and then we've got these shifting schedules and so and so will be here for five days and then moves over to cabin three and then they're going to change out with another family and i said well that's incredible logistics most people would see that and be like nope everybody do your own airbnb and i'll see you at the beach but she actually loves doing that and so i like how you also help people to really harness and incorporate their personal achievements as well not just the ones we have at work because we're more than just what we do on the day job right a hundred percent we are much more than what we do on the day job and another thing also uh that i remind my my clients is your job title doesn't define the leader that you are mm. and i think it's very important to understand that is you can be a leader you can be a leader in your personal life and then those are transfers like logistic like those are transferable skills to your workplace but mm. then it's not because your place doesn't recognize it or doesn't know it because again you don't position yourself you don't promote yourself right maybe the leadership team is not aware fully aware or doesn't fully understand your value and your potential but your job title doesn't define who you are as a professional and your job title doesn't define doesn't make you a leader mm -hmm. that, that's very important do you feel that oftentimes people will confuse management manager with leader and think that they are the same thing but really you can be a manager but not be a leader and you can be a leader but not be a manager that's 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 very true uh so i'm very uh selective of the clients that i work with Mm -hmm. So uh, to be completely transparent, the clients I work with, they are like true leaders. So they are not a manager who believe that, you know, there is no this misconception or this confusion with my clients. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, uh, of course, uh, I, I think a lot of a lot of people actually, you know, get confused between uh, being a manager and, and being a leader. Being a leader is about inspiring, is about impacting, is about empowering people to uh, 
to make decisions, to, to guide them towards a, a, like a direction, right? That's what true leaders do. Uh, manager, like it's, it's being about uh, able to organize the team, to lead the team, to make them, to make the work done at the end of the day, right? Um, but yeah, outside of my, the scope of my work, yes, this is a, a, a big confusion. I would say there, there's that phrase that it's what is it if serving is beneath you then leading is beyond you right because oh, it's like it goes that. hand in hand oh, it's like if you're not if you don't have that mindset of like and in leadership a lot of it is putting people ahead of you moving yeah. people forward you know it's not about you and it's like you're kind of taking a step back into the background almost you know and just like empowering people to do their thing and to exactly. hone their skills right yeah 100 percent. so if folks you know for everyone who's listening and you know i see a lot of folks i see a lot of people in the chat you know christine christy brian sonal so many leaders here in the chat in their own right but if someone is really craving a leadership position or forward progression through their career or in their business, you know, Doreen, what can they do to start making those moves? You know, what can they start working on to grasp more of a leadership role? What do they need to do? Uh, again, they need to position themselves. I, I'm going to be repetitive, but <laughs> this is where <laughs> where the meat is, right? Yeah. Uh, you have to build your your leadership status. Okay, you are a leader. Maybe you showcase it in your day your your day to day uh, job. You know, or people tell you that oh, you are a great leader, but you need to own it, mm -hmm. and, and 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 you need to build your leadership status. And, and 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 something that um, I I feel when I talk about personal branding, it's overused. It's it's like it has been a buzzword. But personal branding has been around forever, mm -hmm. right? So uh, the thing is, you have to take the control of your narrative as a leader because you already have a personal brand, okay? And the personal brand is the perception that people have about you, and so people have built. A, a, a perception of you based on the information that are available uh, online or based on what they see from you, the way you send emails, the way you pick up the phone, the way you say hi to people, the way you present yourself, the way you present in front of a room, right? Those are elements that are part of a personal brand and that people will use to uh, build uh, uh, not your narrative in their head, right? Now you have two options. Either you let them think and have a perception of you that might not reflect who you truly are as a person, as a professional, as a leader, or you decide to take the control of your narrative and you build your leadership status. So now I'm using more the terms of uh, a personal leadership brand. So it's really about showcasing and positioning yourself again, ensuring that you put enough information out there online in the first place you know and that you create a consistent experience online and offline so for the people who come to meet you either in person or virtually they, they have the same experience you create mm -hmm. like the same experience for the people who will google you who will look at your linkedin profile or who will meet you in person and 
And when you create this consistent uh, experience uh, for the people, when you ensure that you put enough information and the right information in front of the right people, okay, uh, to understand uh, who you are and how you elevate others, right? Then you have a backup. And it's, it's especially more and more important for women because the, the, the higher we climb the ladder, the more we have to prove ourselves. Again and again and again, two times, ten times harder than men. Okay, this uh, again, it is well documented. And so, when you build that leadership status, when you create that consistent experience online and offline, again, the two of them go together, right? Mm -hmm. when, pe pe when people will doubt yourself, they will Google your name. The issue when you say hi to someone, when they hear your name in the room, they will, the first thing that they will do, they will Google your name. Yeah. And when you, you, you take the control of your narrative and you build your personal leadership brand, you have a backup. You have a, a, a brand, a narrative that speaks for yourself when you are not there to promote yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if it answers your question, but I think it's very important for people to understand the power, the power of really taking control of your narrative and building that co consistent and cohesive experience for people to understand who you are even when you are not there to speak up for yourself I think that's yeah, such a great point. thank you for uh mentioning online and offline because i think so many times we build this brand and this presence online and then people meet you in person they're like uh doesn't track you know right. and so and it's not genuine and i think and you know, uh, you know, you 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 you're like, oh well, this person's like this. Maybe I should be like that. And you know, and it's like, um, you have got to be yourself and be genuine yeah. and bring your own personality um, into your your brand because there's only one you, right? And so it's like, what do you bring to the table? What certain characteristics, you know? Because people, some people might connect more with Claire or Dan than me, or you know, because it's like whatever our personalities are and the way that our perspectives are and our you know past experiences like all of that impacts like how we how we look at things and how we move forward and so um it's like you just have to be yourself and it's like yes please make sure that your online <laughs> presence and your offline um are cohesive <laughs> right and, and you know, actually it works the other way around because uh, when we used to meet in person uh hopefully we'll get back i don't know what's happening in this world right now but you know you have this great conversation with someone you have this feeling you have the vibes you know why it was so cool and then you google the person you check at the linkedin profile of the person and the the gap is so big actually that i know you doubt you like but this this is weird like it doesn't add up right Yes. Or you, you kill actually, or you you burn the bridge before even you had the opportunity to build it. So that's why the online and the offline is very important uh, to, to 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 focus on both at the same time. Mm -hmm. I, I like to look at a digital brand, like your personal brand online, as just setting expectations of what it's like to work with you, right? So it's like here, it's, it's giving an, you an opportunity to let people get to know you at scale 
uh, right? Like it's, it becomes a one-way conversation so that when you have that two-way conversation, they know exactly what to expect from you, right? Like people will consume my content, they'll come hang out on Power Hour, they'll come do like a live training with me. Um, and then if they, they they choose to hire me or in other people's cases, if you get, if you want to get promoted, if you want to get hired for a job, right? Like you've already set those expectations of who you are and what they can expect in working with you. So that way, when they hop on a call with you, when they when they onboard you into that role, they already know what they're getting because you've, you've done a good job. So long as you are the same in person as you are online um, yes. of, of painting that picture for them, which I think is, is an amazing opportunity, right? Like it allows you to touch so many people and share who you are and what you do and how you what you can offer to the world. Um, without having to do it, shaking one hand at a time. Exactly. Well, Deanna, you shared uh, all the time about how you connect so genuinely with your you know, potential clients and just people through LinkedIn because you share a little bit about who you really are. You know, are, are you um, just Dan, the LinkedIn trainer? No, you're, you love playing Dungeons and Dragons and all of those other things that people love you for, right? You're a dad um, and Aaron, same with you. I mean, bringing the conversation, the copy down to conversation is letting people get to know you in a real genuine sense and resonating with them at a core level. So I feel, you know, when I first started in business, it was very, you know, buttoned up. I was uh, coming straight from medical sales. And so it was not as focused for me. I didn't find that focus of, oh, I can also just represent myself as a person and let people get to know me personally. It felt wrong. I felt like I had to be, you know, the, I had to say the script. I had to only be professional and I put my personality and personal life aside. But really, when I come to think about it, the clients who knew me and and trusted me beyond the name tag, right? So wherever I went, who still wanted to connect with me and, and reach out for help, it was because we knew each other on a personal level. And um, and I think that's a, that's a beautiful transition that I, I feel like I see more people making on LinkedIn, especially in the last, you know, three to five years. Do you guys see the same trend? Yeah. I think that's when people say, you know, how, like I hear it all the time and maybe I'm just too close to the sun, but a lot of people will say like, oh, LinkedIn's becoming more like Facebook, right? Mm. And and what they mean by that is people are like, LinkedIn started as like an online resume and then now has become an actual social network where people are engaging and sharing their stories and and like treating it like being in a conference and like sitting down in a bar and, sh and like just getting to know the person who's sitting next to you, right? And like, I'm like, that's not a bad thing. Like, this, this, that's what networking is, right? Like, LinkedIn isn't a sales tool. It's not a marketing tool. It's a networking tool. It's a chance for you to get mm -hmm. to know people and like be personal, share your stories. And that is literally like the reason why I get clients. That is the reason that people connect with me. Um, I had a call with a client last night and he was just like, the one line in your profile is the reason I did business with you. And it was, it was literally because I said, like, I hated my job, so I quit and I started working for myself. And he's like, that was me. And he was like, that's why I knew I needed to work with you. And it's like, mm -hmm. you share those little things, you share a little bit of piece of who you are and and why you are who you are and why you do what you do. That is the reason why people want to work with you. That is people the reason why people want to want to hire you and promote you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to that matter, everyone who's here in the chat, I'm seeing, you know, we're having some great commentary here. Um, you know, you're all here because you're, you know, wanting to learn more about leadership and grow personally and professionally, or you you wanted to hear Doreen speak live, you know, so it's a really great opportunity. You know, this is your stage, guys. So connect with each other in the chat. 
you know, connect with each other over the fact that you want to harness the power and step into your power as a leader and, and into your true authenticity as a leader and, and what that means and, and grow together. So be sure that you guys take this opportunity too to connect with each other, everybody who's in the chat today. It's a it's a powerful tool, you know, it's no longer like you said, Dan, the you know, what it used to be, the the online resume. So yeah. Yeah, and I saw in the comments, Christy was like, Erin, can you repeat that that quote? So yeah, so it was if and some people have said it in the comments too, but um if serving is beneath you, leadership is beyond you. So that was the quote. Yeah. But I think some people have uh, talked about it in the in the chat as well. Um, but um Doreen, we are headed toward the top of the hour. Um and so uh, obviously, people, guys, if you have questions for, for Doreen, please please put them in the chat there. Um, but Doreen, we always ask people, like, what is something someone can implement today um, to move forward? Um, and also, we'd love to give them access to a download or, you know, some sort of a tool um, that people can move forward with, too. Sure. So what you can start doing today, and I think I want to I wanna continue on storytelling, right? Because this is a big, big piece of leadership and uh, mm -hmm. uh, of, of building career success, no matter what, what success is to you, right? Uh, it's really sets this uh, ability to make that connection on an emotional level with people. And that's mm -hmm. not something that you learn in books. That's not something that's not your expertise. That's not your results, your hard work that we create that connection with people. It's your story. So now uh, uh, the question uh, that I get asked of the, often is, yeah, but what do I do? What do I say? You know, like, I don't know. Like, I don't. And first of all, there is a difference between um, private life and, mm -hmm. and storytelling. Okay. Your private life remains private. Okay. This belongs to you. Now, when it comes to sto storytelling, when building your leadership studies, it's really to select the chapters of your life, the stories of your life that have, you know, the life experience that you went through being the good, the bad, and the ugly, that, mm. have, helped shape, that have helped shape the person, the leader that you are today, right? And so when you're willing to share those chapters of your life, your life experience, lessons learned, you know, the, the, the setback, the barriers you face, as long as you teach something to your audience, there is no limit to what you can share. But it has to make sense with, you know, what you are trying to build with what you want to be known for. So that's really the, the, the first step that you can start implementing today is to think about, okay, what are the experiences, personal experiences, professional experiences that I've been through? What are the lessons that I have learned from it and that I want to share with my audience so I can teach them something? But beyond teaching them something, you will create that bond, that emotional connection because they will realize that, Oh, but this was me. Oh, this is me now. So if she or he overcome this, I can do it too. And I can tell you that every time that I share my story or one chapter of my life online, this is where when I get the most inbound leads. Mm -hmm. This is not when I showcase my experience, my expertise, yeah. my so many years of this and that. It's when I share my stories, uh, my story, and 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 the barriers that i faced the challenges uh, at some point i i did a video about uh, uh, it was named um i was burning out and no one knew it right mm. and i know this is something taboo for a lot of people and that's something that a lot of people go uh, through alone 
but what I did, this is this was my situation. This is what I have learned, and this is what you can do to avoid it, right? Mm -hmm. But in everything, every time that you share a story and experience, you have to keep in mind, okay, how does it serve my audience? You know, mm -hmm. what can they learn from it? And the goal is really to make people know that they are not alone, that there is nothing wrong with them, that we all go through, you know, ups and downs, and this is what life is about. The thing when we when we want to build a leadership status, especially online, we want to come across as this perfect leader, this perfect person, like success, you know, confidence and all of this. But actually, it's not true. And we are all in the same boat, right? So people won't connect with you. And this is where uh, authenticity is very important. If you pretend to be this perfect person, no one likes no one likes perfect people anyway, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm, yeah. so you want to use your story to inspire them to take action. That's mm -hmm. what leaders do. Uh, when it comes to then, um, so I will share with you uh, the link. I have a, a free uh, ebook, a free e-guide that will help you to set up the baseline, okay, of your personal brand. Uh, because a lot of people, they want to jump into content creation and this and that. But it, if you don't have a strong baseline, baseline, and if you don't, you are not clear about what you want to be known for, you will quickly like be stuck. Oh, but what 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 do I say? What do I pause? Mm -hmm. Or what what topic do I talk about? So I will share the link with you. And for anyone who uh, want to unleash their leadership potential and position themselves as a leadership authority in the industry, you can contact me uh, here on LinkedIn. Uh, Darren Venamara, send me a DM. This is the fastest way to uh, reach out to me. Or you can visit my website, thesmartwmn.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Doreen. I popped that in the chat. Uh, it should go on all channels, but I know every time that I hear you speak and every time I get to speak with you, Doreen, I learn so much and it helps me. It's like a like a refining fire every time I hear you speak because it's that reminder of like, oh yeah, own own what you've done, you know, and, and share that yeah. with others. And, and the point of it all is to inspire others to action through our story. And so we just truly appreciate the chance to have you on here today in Power Hour. We are so grateful of your time, especially since you ran right off a plane, right out of a taxi, and right onto our show. So thank you so much. You got to put that on your brag list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will get my brag list right away. I will uh -huh. first, and then I will put it on my brag list. Uh -huh. Oh, so awesome. So you guys, if you're not following Doreen, make sure you do it today and check out that free e-guy that she mentioned earlier. And, you know, thank you guys, everyone who's been here um, in the chat. Thank you for your questions. And I noticed a lot of folks are out there on the East Coast today, whether it be Pennsylvania, Kentucky, New York, New Jersey. Um, you know, we see you and, and our hearts go out to you. And if you need anything, please keep in close communication with us and send us uh, send us DMs. You know, we're here for you and, and we stand with you. So thank you so much for your time today. We always say that time is our most precious commodity. And the fact that you chose to spend it with us this morning is really special. So thank you all for your time. And Dan and Aaron and Doreen, thank you too. And thank Thanks, you so guys. much for having me today. It was, it was, it was awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome, guys. Well, we'll see you all next week for another version of Power Hour. And we wish you a wonderful week till then. Take care, guys. Thank you so thanks, much. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. And thanks, Claire, too. 
Oh, <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs>